Welcome to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment. We talk about empowerment from a shamanic, a tantric, an astrological, and archetypal standpoint. Um, we go into feminine practices, divine feminine practices, and we even do work around the divine masculine. This episode, I loved, 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 loved. Uh, we talked about the 2018 astrology, so based our whole conversation on what doors are open, what archetypal energies are open to us this year. So what's coming? What are the themes? What am I seeing? If I were to run a workshop on January 1st, this is what I would do. So this is what I would take us into. These are the archetypes. These are the doors that are open, right? So it's easy to open these parts of self, to go into these parts of self, to these particular archetypes and into these themes. So I covered as much as I could in this episode. I had probably three other points that I wanted to talk about but didn't get to it. I will share those in the newsletter. So I'm going to start, I know this is pretty exciting, every month I'm going to start doing an astrology report at the first of the month. So every month I'll start doing this and just sharing what's going on this month, what's happening, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, where you can work, uh, all of that stuff. So if you're not a subscriber, do that because that's the only way to get the additional astrology report for January and the other stuff. So that um, that's on our website. So just go to rewildingforwomen.com and you can subscribe there. Also, if you love this work, check out Inner Circle. It's our way of going in deeper right? It's our way of going into the practices. So not just talking about the archetypal energies that are going on or the themes that are going on. It's our way of sitting in circle, in space, and going in to those places. Um, if that's singing to you, you can check out all of the details also on our website, rewildingforwomen.com. Just look for the tab inner circle at the top. Okay, that's enough from me. Enjoy this episode. We're going to talk about the astrology. So what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling in the astrology. Now, how I look at astrology is is the rewilding way. It's if I were going to run a workshop on January 1st, what would I do? What doors are open? What themes am I seeing? Which archetypes are screaming at me? What's loud? What's easy for us to access? And hopefully, um, through this conversation and through this circle, you'll get a lot of insights around, I think, some things around releasing 2017. Who here had a tumultuous 2017? Like, I want to see likes or hearts if 2017 felt to you like it was tumultuous or chaotic or I was on in the spin cycle of a washing machine in 2017. Um, okay, so if 2017, if I had a heart button or a like button, I would be, I would be going like that with it. <laughs> um, so for my end, 2017, I'm ready for it to go. I have had enough of 2017. Some of the most miraculous things of my life happened in 2017. Um, some of the biggest transformations happened in 2017. But along with that, also came just like, like. I, I sometimes say it feels to me like sometimes I'm riding a horse. I grew up on a farm, right? Of course, there's going to be like horse riding analogies. I'm riding a horse, but I don't even have a hold of the reins, right? It's I'm like on an English saddle, so there's no like horn. You know how some saddles have the horn. There's no horn to hold on to. I don't have the reins. I've lost them, and I'm just like holding on for dear life trying to stay onto this thing. And that's how 2017 felt to me. Um, and I'm not just going to say that's because of the astrology. Uh, that's just kind of the journey that rewilding was and the journey that was kind of my, my life as well in 2017. So hopefully my aim is to give us some insights around letting go or what we can do in these last few days of 2017 or if you're listening to this into 2018, whatever, do it whenever you hear this. But letting go of 2017, honoring the craziness that was 2017 or whatever it was for you. Maybe it was beautiful or glorious or sad or grief-filled or whatever, honoring that and then stepping into 
what is 2018, what doors are open. So I really want to talk about what doors are open, what themes are showing up, what's loud. And again, if you're just tuning in now, it's how would I run a workshop? What would I do if we were all sitting in a rewilding circle on January 1st, which some of us will be. So those of us who are in inner circle, we will be doing a circle on January 1st. And we'll probably work with some of those energies in our opening circle. Um, so if you haven't heard about Inner Circle, which I'm sure you probably have, it's on the website. We start January 1st. It's a glorious journey, all online. You can do it in your pajamas for crying out loud, but it's cool. So my aim today is to, to just kind of set you up for 2018. And, and with that, I want to say, I got to set this water down. Sorry. Um, and with that, I want to say, always, always, always listen to this from that open-hearted place. So we'll do a practice in a second to drop you into your body. And so you can listen from that wise woman intuitive place, what resonates with me, what doesn't resonate with me. So that's with any astrology report, even your personal report. So let's say you have an astrologer who does a personal report for you. You need you need to run it through your filter, right? Like we always say in rewilding, take it to your fire. Does it hold up to the test of your inner fire, your inner truth? Like take it to your fire. Does it stand true? And if it does, hell yeah, sister, like run with it, go journal about it, open to it, use those practices, do that. But if you take it to your inner fire and it's like, oh, <laughs> there's no truth in that. Let it go. Just let it go. So I I always want to say that, especially around astrology, because it's it's interpretation of the archetypal energies. So, so yes, these archetypal energies have signature patterns, and yes, when they move, when they move in the sky, they affect us, right? Because that which is within is also without, right? As above, so below. We're all connected, and when we've got these big, massive bodies moving in the sky, you better believe it's affecting us. Look what the moon does, right? It changes the tides, and that's just the moon. So we've got all this other stuff, um, which we're not going to go into astrology mumbo-jumbo, I promise you. Um, I want to make it as like real-world, down-to-earth as I can. All right, so I, know, I don't want to talk forever, before getting into this, let's just breathe. So let's take a couple of really deep breaths. This is going to be more of a heady um, conversation because we're not going to be doing big, huge practices or invoking energies or any of that stuff. We're going to be, I'm going to be talking a lot, but I, I want to open up the body. So just keep breathing into the body. Let's take a couple of deep breaths together. So opening up to wise woman within. So I just did a video on this for Inner Circle, actually. My wise woman stands right here. She is my, like, elder, wiser woman. So feel into wise woman within. We've all got wise woman within, just like we all have inner child who kicks up a fit all of the time or sometimes. We've got wise woman within. So this is the place that you can always sit in when you start to listen to some of this stuff. And this way, the things that you need to hear will come in and wise woman will filter that out for you. So it's another way of taking it to the fire is to feel into. So for me, like you can watch my body. I feel my wise woman who sits right here to my right, just behind me. And so my practice, and you might have a different practice for going into your wise woman, but my practice is to actually like lean into her and step into her and then embody her. So I come from this place of wisdom. I come from this place of deep wisdom. Like I know what I know. I don't know how I know it, but I know that I know it. And then the rest of that crap, I can let go. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So you might want to grab a pen. You might want to write things down uh, on a piece of paper or have your phone and you can take notes. I don't know if you can watch a live stream. Maybe you're on your computer and then you can take notes on your phone. I don't know, but you may want to do that or just listen to what resonates or leave a comment. So you can always write a comment here, not just for yourself, but it could be for yourself to just mark something like, hey, this was a good one, um, but also to share within. So let's feel into our circle now. So we always do this at the start of live streams is to feel into this big mama circle that we're sitting in. I, I hear so many women saying, I, I would love a circle. I would love a tribe. 
yeah, we're not physically sitting in circle, but we live in a world where right now we are connected. We are in circle. We are in rewilding circle. This is our temple. This is our sacred space. This is our time together. So taking a moment to just really calibrate yourself into that. Do whatever you need to do. Shut the door. Um, shut, shut the other distractions off that are going on. Take some deep breaths. Come into not just physical sacred space, but that sacred space within, right? Like this is your time. We don't have a whole lot of time to self. We live in this crazy wild world, but this is your time. So claiming it, like claiming your spot in this circle, this big, huge global women's circle and claiming your spot within yourself. Like the next 35 or 40 minutes, I'm here, I'm fully present. And I'm gonna feel into what resonates with me, what's jumping out at me, what's important for me, what can I pay attention to, what's singing to me, what's screaming to me. That's the whole point of this. This is why I do this, right? Like I don't, I don't do this for any other reason. I, I, this is why I do this. So, so that you can have these, these, these aha, this, oh, this is the part that's singing to me in myself, or this is the door that I need to walk through next. This is the breadcrumb. We talk about the, the breadcrumb, the sole purpose trail. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Well, we'll find the next breadcrumb, find the next breadcrumb. This video might bring you the next breadcrumb when I start to talk about different themes and archetypes. So feeling into that wise woman, feeling into that sacred space within, feeling into this big mama sacred circle of women from around the world that you sit in, and then feeling into that practice of, I see you, right? The divinity in me sees the divinity in you. I see the allness in you, right? And when you can see the allness in another person, you can see the allness in self, and you start to see the allness in the world. Um, and so when we do this, a lot of times it's hearts, right? It's that like, busting open. So if you've got a heart button, you can feel like, hey, I'm sitting in this circle. I'm here. I'm present. I see you. Then hit hit hearts, hit likes, right? Like this is part of, this is what we do every time in lives. So this is your first time and you're like, what the heck is this crazy woman talking about? This is just what we do. This is how we interact. This is how we communicate. This is how we like open up that big love space. So we're not just in some like cyber online space, which is crap. And that's not fun. That's not what we do. So I love you ladies. I, I love the hearts and I love you. Um, okay, so um, for everybody, uh, this is kind of how it looks now. We do questions and answers. I'm not that good at it. Um, but how it looks is I'm gonna focus on delivering the content to you. So the themes I wanna go through, the archetypes that I wanna go through. So I'm gonna deliver content and then I'm gonna save a little bit of time at the end for questions. So I want to keep questions to themes that pop up for you during the talk or archetypal things or questions that come up with in relation to the talk, not like random astrology that I'm not talking about. I really wanna keep it focused on what we talk about in each live stream. Okay, but don't ask me questions until the end because I can't scroll through comments. Like, I'm, I'm just not that good. It's, it gets really weird. All right, I gotta take my slippers off. My feet are starting to get hot. I have three pairs of pants on. Three. Who wears three pairs of pants? This place is crazy. All right. So this is the chart that I have. It's based on uh, New Year's, right? The first theme that I want to talk about is, and this is, there's so many exciting things. Um, so to me, right, the very top of the chart, I kind of, I, I always feel into the very top of a chart. What's there? What's, what's at the top? What's kind of at like the forefront? What's kind of themes that I see and that I am feeling and what's singing loudly to me? And this, my sweet friends, is awesome for the feminine rising. Like, it's just too good to be true. So the top three archetypal energies are Hecate. Hello, sweet, glorious, dark goddess, medicine woman. The moon, we all know that that's a beautiful feminine aspect within our psyches and our world. And then the third is Lilith. Holy crap. You could not, in my humble opinion, ask for a better top, um, a better, like better top archetypal energies that 
I have watched slowly starting to come out and slowly starting to emerge. To me, moon just represents feminine, right? There are so many archetypal feminine energies that are associated with the moon. Moon in us is that nurturing aspect, the emotions, the... I don't have to talk a lot about moon. You can go search moon energy astrology and you'll get a whole lot of stuff on that. What I want to talk more about is Hecate and Lilith. Hecate is this amazing medicine woman who was considered queen of the witches. So don't let the word witch get in the way. But actually, you can let the word witch get in the way a little bit because within the archetypal energy of Hecate is oftentimes the reasons why we hold our feminine magic back. So she, she's medicine woman, right? She's midwife. She's a shamanic woman. She can traverse the world. That's what my hand is doing here. She can traverse the world easily. She knows death. She knows birth. Um, she knows plant. She's plant medicine. She's rituals. She's a moon goddess. She's a triple face goddess. Um, she, she's, she's still hidden in our society. She was she went underground with the, the burnings of the witches, right? The hangings of the witches. That, that's Hecate. And held in there is the witch wound. So held in this glorious, magical energy and, and innate gifts of the feminine are all of, is the pain, is the pain of that we hold or the fear of opening up to those gifts. So those of you, like, those of you who've been rewilding with me for a while, you know Hecate, like we, you know Hecate. We're not gonna rewild and not go into Hecate because that's our, that's part of our big mama magic. And it's also releasing anything that's holding us from stepping into our bigness, stepping into our, our more esoteric feminine gifts, the gifts that we're sometimes afraid to step into, right? So that's what I'm seeing. That's beautiful to have over there on one side, right? So we've got this, um, this medicine woman, shamanic, very earthy um, uh, woman on this side of the moon. On this side of the moon, we've got Lilith. Okay. I, 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 I'm ready to like tear apart this room when I start to talk about Lilith. And the reason that is, is because I get so angry when, when I see all this stuff about Lilith and it's not freaking clean yet. Lilith is one of the most potent, glorious, sexual, sensual, insane, wild woman, crazy, powerful, beautiful, gorgeous, glorious, full of love, intense feminine energies. We've all got her. We've all got her, right? We have all of them. It's just to what degree they express, how open they are, how distorted they are, how divine they are. So what I see in Lilith is that there are very few women in this world who have a, a divine expression of Lilith, right? Lilith is the goddess who kills babies in the night because she's pissed off that she's not equal to the man yet, right? Lilith was Adam's first wife before pretty sweet little Eve came along, right? Who Eve is like Stepford wife. But Lilith is the first wife. She stuck around. There's three phases of Lilith. She stuck around, stuck around, stuck around, waiting for Adam to catch up, waiting for him to realize that she's equal, right? You'll start to feel some of this probably in your life. So many women relate to this myth and this archetypal energy. So first stage Lilith, she's in, she's, she's repressed, right? It sucks. She's in this shitty marriage. She's, she's half alive. She's dulling herself down because she's trying to fit into this marriage that sucks. If you can relate, hit a like button or you've seen somebody in one of these relationships, right? So that's Lilith um, in the first stage of Lilith. She's hanging in. She's trying to make it work. She's trying to make it fit. She's doing, she's like squishing this little box of like, Neh. she's like, I, I, there's got to be a better way. Like, where's the equality? I just want equality. I want equality between men and women. I, I want that passion. I want that connection. I want the polarity. WTF. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, sucks that they ended the fairy tale of Cinderella where she just rode off into into bliss land. Like you didn't tell us this freaking part. So anyways, that's Lilith. First stage. Now second stage, Lilith gets pissed. She's done. She's done. She leaves. 
She leaves. She's out. She's so enraged that she shut herself down for so long, right? Who can relate to this? She shut herself down to fit. And it doesn't just have to be a marriage. This can be society or this can be a career or blah, 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 my family or yada, 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 yada. She's angry. So she shut herself down for so long. Stage two, she is out. And she is, she, she's fucking demons. That's the myth. She goes, she's so pissed that she is, she's out having demonic babies because she's so angry. She just goes wild, right? Like you've seen this, the woman who just gets divorced, she is on a rampage of booze and sex and whatever it is. Now, that's pretty intense, right? Stage three, well, I mean, there's even more to this. So I should talk about this actually because I see this and it's still hidden. So this is the part of Lil, now I gotta take my socks off, I'm getting so hot. First layer was slippers, this and socks. Man, I get pissed about this one. And I get angry about it because there's so much glory there, there's so much power, there's so much potential for us as women, as us, for us as a society. But we're still abusing this, this energy within. Either it's repressed in some women where Lilith is not even operating. That's the why she's wild woman. If you want to do an archetypal work around wild woman, this is one of the aspects of the wild, like the wildest of the wild woman. But we often associate the wildest of the wild woman with dark, with nasty, with evil, you're bad. But that is not the case. It's just that most most of us have not transcended that wild woman archetype and aligned it divinely. There's just some rubble still in there. So the rubble being in there, how does this expression of Lilith come out? It's witchy. It, I'm sorry, not witchy. Let's keep that for Hecate. It's nasty. It's manipulative. In the myth, Lilith is stealing men's sexual energy. How many women do you know today that unconsciously are stealing men's sexual energy or manipulating it. We are so good at doing this and we are so unconscious to this. We are so, or we do it to women. So we also will put a woman down in order that we still feel good about ourselves, right? There is so much in Lilith, like so much in Lilith. Um, I'm gonna do a Lilith workshop this year. I am doing, we're going through three phases of Lilith. We're doing a rewilding Lilith workshop because we need to do that. It is one of the most beautiful, profound journeys that you will ever go on as a woman. Um, and it's so prominent in our Western society is Lilith. And I am so pissed off that I haven't seen enough of the purified Lilith, the full Lilith in her full glory, purified, clean, right? Love coming from heart, but still with that extraordinary sensuality, like that extraordinary power, that eroticism, like, but eroticism that's, that's healthy, healthy eroticism, but the full expression, the full expression, but it's healthy. It's healthy. It's wild. It's outrageous. It doesn't fit in social norms, but it's in everybody's highest good. We just don't perceive it as that yet, right? Does that make sense? Because it's out there. Like she will push the edges of what's normal. She will push it, but it's going to be in everybody's highest good because it's aligned with heart and it's clean and it's clear and it's crisp. There's no rubble. There's no anger. There's no rage in there. There's no stored up trauma. Like all of these men, they all hurt me so badly. And then I act from this unconscious place, right? That all has to go. That has to go. It's held there. It's held there. Okay, I could talk about Lilith for, I don't know, hours, I think. Hours. Um, so for some of you, if this is your first time, like, I'm sorry that that was like the introduction to rewilding was just this like complete flooring out of the bullshit of Lilith. And you just see all this like, Lilith, Lilith, Lilith. Like, you have no idea what's in Lilith. How powerful, how glorious she is, how beautiful she is, but how much work it takes to get to that place, to have clean sexual lines, right? Not repressed, not shut down, totally open, clean, right? Clean, sexuality aligned with divinity in its full potency, its full eroticism. Where the hell is that in our society, 
right? It's rare. It is rare. So we're gonna do some of that this year. I don't know when that workshop is gonna be, but it's gonna be this year. Damn it. Okay, we need to move on to the next theme or I'll talk about Lilith all day. So the next, this kind of ties in with Lilith actually, and we've got to talk about this. This has been going on for a while now, and it's this dance of Parvati and Juno. You don't need to know these names, right? Unless you're coming into inner circle, then you're going to learn all of them. But Parvati and Juno are goddesses of sacred marriage, the goddesses of divine union. They're doing a dance together. They've been doing this for a while. Hygieia is in the mix. Hygieia, hold on, I'll get there in a second. And Kali is in the mix. Okay, do you see where we're going with this? You've got two goddesses of the sacred marriage together. So two goddesses who understand divine union, who long for divine union, who long to be in relationship, um, who long to have that equality, right? So Lilith is demanding that. They're, they're longing for that deep connection. They're longing for that love. They're longing for their beloved. That's, that's their magic. And they know how to be in sacred union, when they're clean and clear, right? So when they're de-rubbled, when they're purified, they know, they know, they're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful and magnificent. So they've got Kali sitting there, who I think a lot of you who've worked with me for a while know Kali. Kali is transformation. She's the great awakener. She will cut your head off when you need it. So she will take, take anything away from you that's keeping you from your fullness. She, so you often see her, she's that statue. She, do I have a collie here? No, I don't have a collie here. Um, you'll see she's got a head in one hand and a sword in another hand. That's representative of taking off the ego, right? So she will cut away the bullshit that's keeping you from coming into your fullness right? That's keeping you from coming into your soul gifts, your soul purpose, your full expression of you. So she, but she comes in and it's not like a, hey, hey, would you like to let that, that, that thing that keeps you small, would you like to let that go? No, no, no. She comes in with a tsunami a sword, some hand grenades going, hey, guess what, sunshine? That shit's gotta go. Bang! And she blows up your life. That's Kali. That, it, that's, that's Kali. She's not messing around. She doesn't have time. She wants the best for you, but she's not gonna deliver it in some like nice, hey, hey, what do you think? Would you like some of this? No, she's just gonna boom. It's, it's, it's life tsunami. That's Kali. Like when things get flipped upside down, chaos happens. You're just going like, oh my God, what? Um, it's oftentimes a Kali-esque event going on in your life. And what it's doing, she's, she's realigning you, right? She's real, or she's, she's elevating you like, all right, faster, faster, sunshine. Like you've got shit to do in this life. Stop messing around. Or you're, you're a little bit off. You're a little bit off your path. Let me just give you a kick in the ass to get back over here. That's Kali. So we've got Kali hanging out with these goddesses of, of the sacred marriage. (sighs) That's beautiful. Like Kali's also this great awakener. So it's an awakening to that. Like there's more in relationship. And let me like throw a whole lot of really crappy challenges at you. They feel crappy at the time, oftentimes, or sometimes we're conscious and we know like, wow, thanks. Like you just got me out of something that I should not have been in or, or wow, you just, whatever is happening. So that's Kali. Sorry, there's a horse right outside the window. Can I just show you this? Like, how good is that? I hope you can see that. Like how, it's snowing, it's snowing, horses are out. Like, I know I complain about being in Wisconsin and it's freaking cold, but it's a good place to be. All right, so that's Kali. Um, The other thing about this aspect is Hygieia. So you heard me mention Hygieia. And I just want to say like, amen for Hygieia being there. Amen for this glorious goddess of miraculous healing. So Hygieia is is a kundalini goddess of awakening. She's a medicine woman. She's, she's, um, 
her, her symbol is the caduceus, right? So if you, if you can feel into like what my hands are doing, right? That's like the medicine, um, on the ambulances and in doctors, like that's the caduceus is it's, she's just this glorious, miraculous healing part of her myth. She's in the Medusa myth as the goddess who took Medusa's poisonous blood. So when they killed Medusa, her blood was so poisonous that anybody who touched it would die. Hygieia, her gift is let me take the poisons, let me take the toxins. She then turns it into a life-giving potion. So she turn as a beautiful medicine woman that she is, she turns it into a potion that someone could drink and then they could come back to life. That's hygieia magic. So it, it doesn't get any better for the sacred marriage, for divine union, for coming into that equality um, is to have Kali, right? Like taking her sword, throwing her grenades, life tsunamiing you all over the place. And then you have Hygieia coming in with her beautiful magic, her beautiful transformative magic to take away any of the toxins that have maybe been released, any of the rubble, right? So Kali comes in, she stirs up the rubble. So you've got all this rubble, you're like, oh my God, what? And then Hygieia just comes in like, let me remove that. Hygieia is like that, right? Not, not, Kali's not like that. She's not nice like that. Like, hey, would you like to? Hygieia is. Hygieia is like, let me, let me help. Like, let, I, I understand that you've just gotten your ass kicked. I understand that you're bleeding and you're wounded. Let me get you some, some band-aids. Let me make it better. And she'll just do her magical thing and she can heal, open, awaken just like that. It's like, ching. Right? Like you'll, you can see it in women's bodies. We work with Hygieia and you just see like, oh, oh, I've just had the biggest sexual awakening of my life. Or, oh, that thing that happened in my childhood that has hurt me for 38 years is gone. Oh, I have no attachment to that. Oh. It's like that. Like, that's how good Hygieia is. That's how beautiful, how magical that she is. That's her medicine. She's a medicine woman. Um, she's also a lover goddess. So kundalini awakening, sexual awakening, sexual healing, all of that. So for those to be mixed in with the goddesses of sacred marriage is beautiful. And that's been happening. But to see it happening now on the first of the year leads me into feeling like, hey, this is going to continue to be a theme. Plus, here's the cool part. They are, all four of them are conjunct the South Node. Yeah. South Node, that's past life territory. Ah. So our challenge going into this, and I would say this would be awesome work for January. We're doing this in the inner circle. So this is our theme for the month because the door's so freaking wide open. Um, so what you can do is you can do some work around going into these places. What is holding you back from going into divine union? What is holding you back from having that relationship? Let Kali take you there. She's also glorious. So I paint Kali as this like bomb throwing, you know, sword slaying. She's also like Kali Ma, right? She has this big mothering energy. Um, she also will just show up and like, let me take the karma. You, may, you don't have to believe in karma. You don't have to believe in past lives. I don't care. But you came in here with a backpack of stuff, right? You, didn't, you came in with something, right? It's like the sportsman who came in with just natural sporting ability. You came in with a backpack of something there. So part of her is like, let me just take that out and transmute some of that for you. It doesn't always have to be a life tsunami, but it's pretty, she's, she's big and she'll take a lot of it from you. And you're going like, oh wait, I'm totally off balance because my backpack is so light and I almost liked carrying around freaking rocks that are holding me back because I could actually keep my balance. That's, that's Kali, but, but she also operates like that. Um, so to have them sitting on the south node is asking you to go deeper, is asking you to not just look at what happened in this life, right? That's like, that, that's, that's, that's surface stuff. That, you can talk about that until you're blue in the face and most of this stuff is not going to change. It's what's under that, right? What's unconscious? What's hidden? What sort of stuff did you absorb in the womb? What sort of stuff did you throw in that backpack, right? Like if you believe in past lives, how many past lives did the man abuse you? How many past lives did 
Um, wow, do you hear my voice? Did you hear that? That's interesting. Um, I could just feel a whole lot of emotion <laughs> around that. Um, how many past lives did it not work out? How many past lives did you lose the beloved and now you're shit scared to open your heart again? How many past, you know, or whatever. What kind of energetics did you come in with? It doesn't have to be past lives. What kind of energetics? And ask yourself this really serious question. This is really serious for this year. What do you actually feel about the masculine? Deep down, deep, deep, deep. What do you actually feel about the masculine? How much do you trust the masculine? How much can you open to the masculine? How much can you, this is a tough word, how much can you surrender to the masculine? How much can you worship the masculine? We're asking our men to worship us as goddesses. It doesn't go one way. It's got to go the other way. If we want this equality thing, we need to learn how to worship our men. So asking yourself these big, serious questions, what is my relationship to the masculine? And, and not just like surface level, oh, this is the part that makes me feel good. I want the depths of it. Like, you know what? I'm actually really afraid of the masculine. They are bigger than I am. They are stronger than I am and could kill me in a second, right? Or... And so what I do is I play power, power plays. I actually emasculate him because I'm shit scared of his power. Dark goddess, like we're asking that our men hold this in our allness. Like, like hold my Hecate, hold my Lilith. You should be a strong enough man to hold me in my allness, right? Like we're asking, where's my conscious man? I'm asking for my conscious man to show up. How much can you accept his dark masculine? How much, right? These are questions we have to ask ourselves. And if I can't accept it in, in the man that I'm wanting to be with or woman, right? The masculine and the woman that I'm with, I don't care. I don't care who you're dating or who you're with, right? If I can't accept that in, or in my father, do you think you're going to accept it in your sons? What? what? Do you think you're going to accept it in yourself? You will sabotage yourself because you don't like that part or you're scared of that part. Like, Mm, I actually, mm, I'm actually really afraid of Mars. Like he's, I'm really afraid of him. He's fucking scary. You will never use Mars. You will not, you just will never use Mars in yourself. So good luck manifesting your dreams. I know I sound so mean. I'm so mean, but it's true. Like we're like, we, I know I talk about the vision board all the time, right? Like, oh, I can put up pretty pictures, but when I have to make something happen, I need to lean into the masculine, whether it, my masculine, right? I want to make things happen in my life. I want to, I, I want to create my dreams. Well, the masculine is really fucking good at building things, right? Like really good at building things, really good at building businesses. You see all of these businesses, like blogging businesses and online businesses and like mom blog. I don't even know what you call, what, what all this stuff is. And it's like everybody in their, their brother has this like great dream of like working at home and being this whatever. Well, you're like the parts that are also needed for that are not developed yet. Like, hell yeah. It's so good that the, the feminine is, is finding voice and is expressing and is being creative and is doing all of this. But, but the fullness is all of it, right? So I'm asking you to ask these tough questions, not just so that you can be in this great relationship, right? The goddesses of, of the sacred union, they're not just about finding the beloved and then having this twin, twin flame. There's another whole freaking episode I want to do. Um, sorry. There's been a lot of twin flame stuff lately. Um, but this, it's not just about cultivating this relationship, this beautiful, glorious, incredibly connected, tantric, soul-fulfilling uh, soul relationship with another. It's also with self, right? It's with self. It's with the divine masculine. It's what is my relationship to the Christ light or to Shiva? Like, what, what is my relationship to that as well, what is my relationship to my sons, my nephews? Like, how, how can I love their allness and all parts of them? 
so that's kind of huge. That's kind of huge for me. Can you start to see, like, this is what we do in rewilding? So if you've not been to a workshop, like, this is, this is what we, this is what we do. This is where it's, this is, this is where, this is where, like, our society is at. And I'm seeing that this astrology for this year is just, the doors are so open. And, like, even if you don't do rewilding work, but you find something else that opens you to the divine union within, to all of these archetypal energies, do it. The door is so open, so open for opening up to your allness, right? For coming into that union that we're craving, that union that Lilith dreamt about, right? It's there. It's, it's, the door is open. And the fact that they are aligned with South Node is just saying like, hey, we can go all the way back. We can go all the way into the deepest, most unconscious places within that will sabotage without you even knowing it. So that door is open. We've just got to find the practices to go deeper. So you've got to find these. They're all in Aquarius, right? Aquarius is not the best sign for going deep. So you've got to find depth practices like primal shamanic depth practices. You've got to get out of your head. You've got to get into your, do you see, I keep pointing like you got to get into your womb. You've got to get into your yoni first, second chakra. You got to get in and down. Um, all right. So, this part's really cool. I think I'll end on this. I've got like 8,000 other things that I could talk about, but I think I'll end on this. I am going to do a monthly astrology report in our newsletter. How cool is that? Yeah. So I used to do it a long time ago and then I stopped doing it. But each month on the first of the month, I'm going to write up an astrology report for us in the newsletter. So if you're not a subscriber and you're interested in knowing about these astrology reports and what doors are open, what's going on, make sure that you subscribe. So I will also do one for January coming up. So you'll see it'll be a bit about this, but I think I'll touch on the other themes that I didn't get to in today's episode. And I don't know if we're going to have time for questions because I talk so much. Okay, so the last... Oh, I'm going to leave the rest of that stuff for the newsletter. The last thing that I'll talk about, this is glorious. So we just talked about South Node, which is past lives, or where we've come from, or what's in our backpack of stuff that we brought in. And now I want to talk about North Node. So North Node is future visions. North Node is soul purpose. North Node is where we're going, what fulfills us. This I love. North Node for this year is conjunct Ceres. Oh. Ceres, if you don't know who Ceres is, it's Demeter. It's Earth Mother. Okay, just feel into that for a moment. Big Mama, Earth Goddess, conjunct future visions, soul purposes. That, to me is like, I want to get naked and dance around and roll in the mud and just celebrate the crap out of her <laughs> and, and just bless her and honor her and feel into my connection to her. Like I am her. <laughs> she is me. I am intimately connected to her. I, my feet are always on her. I am breathing her air, right? <laughs> right? I'm loving that. I'm, I'm loving that from a standpoint of giving back to her, of honoring her, of taking care of her, of protecting her, of the future vision being her freaking included. Thank God. Amen. Wow. So I see that. I feel that. And I, this sounds weird. We all know that I'm pretty weird anyways. But so today I was out in the woods in this freezing cold weather and kind of feeling into, hey, this conjunction with soul purposes and future visions, like, is this just about us honoring you, us protecting you, us, us taking care of you? Or is there something else to feel into? And there is. But you can't get selfish about this. You can't, you can't get selfish about this. Because <laughs> there's this, like, real deep respect that's required with her. Like, 
real deep respect. Um, like it makes me want to cry. It's such a, a deep respect and, and just such a like, wow, she needs, she needs love and honoring. Um, but she's also goddess of fertilizing, right? She's goddess of the spring. She's, she brings the seasons. So she's this beautiful, fertile fertility goddess. And for her to be conjunct our like personal future visions and soul purposes, it's amazing. It is amazing to have this really grounded, really earthy, extraordinarily fertile goddess who can, who can grow the seeds. She grows the seeds, right? Plant the seeds and she's responsible for the growth of the seeds, the harvest eventually. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's magnificent, but there's this, to me, it's so important to keep this, um, this very equal, this, this very honoring of her, not just like a, a raping and pillaging of her energy more, right? It's, it's not, it's not all just about my sole purpose, little Sabrina's ego running amok going, I want this, I want that. Where's my big fucking mansion? That's on my vision board. Me, 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 me. I want, I want, I want, right? Like Ceres is just going to go, eh, no rain, right? She's not going to collie sword you. She's just going to not bring the rain. There, it's no rain. You don't get rain. Like you've planted the seeds, but you don't get rain. So it, there's an alignment. So, so just feel into that, feel into like authentically, deeply, not from that like surface level ego thing. It's what is, what is my, what is my soul? Not even my heart. Cause your heart can do all sorts of crazy things. What is my soul here for? What is my, how am I here to serve? Right? It's, it's, it's not just about you. It's not just little thing. It's how am I here to serve? What is going to fill my soul? How does my soul want to express through this body in this life? Right? You got to go to that level. Then you can talk to Ceres. Like when you get to the level of the soul and it's like, hey, I feel like this is what I'm here to do. I feel like this is how I'm meant to serve. Can you help a sister out? And Ceres is like, hell yeah, woman, you plant those seeds. I will rain down. I will bring the sun. I will grow those seeds like it's nobody's business because that is in alignment with me. That is in alignment with your nature. That is in alignment with the rhythms of the world. You are living from your highest purpose, right? That's, that's Ceres. That's, that's it. <laughs> wow. So that's what I've got for 2018 astrology, my gorgeous, glorious goddess friends. I am sorry that I kind of went off a little bit back there. Um, let's do five minutes. Uh, I think we can do five minutes for questions. I don't know how many questions that means, but I promise we would open it up for questions and answers. Um, so if you've got any questions, just type them in um, and you have to put a question mark on it. I know that that sounds weird, but when there's comments coming in, that's the only way that I can tell if it's a question because I can't read everything. So I have to just see a question mark. So if you have a question or even just a comment or um, something to maybe go into a tiny bit more, um, I'm loving all these comments, growing seeds and living my soul. Yes, B! Um, uh, yeah, if you've got something, then we'll take the last few minutes to just do questions. Um, <laughs> Hannah, okay, that's not uh, that's not a question for me. I love that twin flame thoughts. Oh, Elizabeth, you ah, do you know that you're gonna bring up the fire in me again? Um, okay, but hey, that's the question that came through. Uh, I'll I'll keep this really short and sweet. I think there's so much shit out there about twin flames. I think it's there's so I think. I think there's just so much shit out there. And I also think like part of the, the garbage that I've got a problem with is <laughs> this person is the other half of my soul. 
That is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard in my life, right? A, if like number one, we're actually all interconnected. Like we are all interconnected. Some people, yeah, I, there are soulmates. There are people who have signed up soul contracts in our life, but to have the other half of your soul is the, the what? Like that's just signing up for really bad things. That's, that's just putting, that's putting people in really bad places, really bad places. And then uh, they talk about like, Oh my God, this is intense, isn't it? We need to do a twin flame podcast. Don't wait. Okay. How about I put that on the list? We'll do it. Oh, I've been avoiding this one forever. Soul family, Jacqueline. I love that. Um, hell yeah, sister. Um, uh, yeah, let's do twin flame. We'll do it in January. I'll put it on the list of topics. We'll do twin flames in January. So I will totally dive in Elizabeth thank you for asking the question sister um yeah I will say that there is a good resource on soulmates that I like and that was a, an audio program done by Carolyn Mace and Andrew Harvey um Denny you actually uh put me onto that one because I was going like poo-poo for a little while around Carolyn Mace because she pissed me off around divine feminine um but I love Carolyn Mace, and I think that program was brilliant. Elise, yes, blow this shit up. <laughs> I think we do need to blow that shit up. Um, so that's a really good thing if you don't want to wait for the live stream, but we'll do that in January. Um, Twin Flames. I think that's a great one. Elizabeth, thank you, sister. Okay, um, ladies, I love you. If you want a journey with us if you want to go into these themes every month right that's what inner circle is for we start january 1st i would love love to be in circle with you if it feels right right it's like if you stand in that wise woman and you feel into it and you go yeah this is a circle that i want to journey with this is i'm i'm call i'm 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 called to sit in this circle um it's on the website just go to rewildingforwomen.com and you'll see in the top tab uh, inner circle sign up for january 1 and then you don't miss anything you're there for the founding sisters ah. okay can we see outside again show you're insane i love you sister lilith lilith i feel her calling denny i know we got to do a three-phase lilith all right that's outside i really hope you guys can see that horse um one of our horses we've got three Okay. Um, I love you, my dear gorgeous friends. Have an amazing New Year's. Um, make sure you subscribe so then I can send you the other details around January astrology and, um, and join the inner circle if it's calling. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for today. Bye, beautiful.